Hi, my name is Monica Gleberman. I'm Victoria Dupuy. And you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. It is an honor to meet both of you. I've watched you guys and the career choices you both have made have been amazing. I want to start off, I'm just going to split it. Jessica, I wanted to know why you wanted to tell Candy's story and executive produce this project. And then for Melanie, why and what drew you to Beth? And I saw on social media, you felt a connection with her. So I just wanted you to kind of talk a little bit more about that. Sure. I think I was interested in talking about female rage and repression and the, the the societal pressures that we feel as women to, you know, do it all perfectly all the time. And that's really how I found my way into candy, that that's really something she was struggling with and amidst having, you know, this great smile and super social personality and, you know, the best party house, there were a lot of hard things going on for her personally underneath that facade. And I think that's something important to talk about. Yeah, for me, it was interesting to read a script in which somebody is sort of socially awkward in a way that I recognize where they're not just like, you know, they're a person who has a hard time approaching a group of people and knowing how to start making conversation. That's something that I feel myself. I've just been this way since I was a child. It's not easy for me. I'm very shy. I would rather just stand in a corner. And I also related to feeling kind of like an outsider. Like she moved to Texas from Kansas, a very small town in Kansas, where she was pretty popular and she understood how the world worked and to come to this place where the women don't look like you they don't talk like you they don't behave like you you know I went I moved to Los Angeles in the 90s it was a crazy place for me to be I felt like such an outsider I just was like how how do I fit in here I don't know if I do those were the things I related to and for both of you I mean I loved it so there's such a great justice of position between the fact that you're showing like an 80s where men kind of ruled, right? And that that was their gender role. And yet we're following two strong women. So what was it like for you guys to read it, read the material and kind of see that the focus is on the women, not so much the men telling the story? Right. Well, that's the magic, right? Because we want to tell stories with women at the helm of it. And I, my whole career, I've been dying to just work with women like Melanie and it's finally happening, which is so cool and so exciting. And it's, it's nice to have some men supporting us for a change, you know, with our fabulous supporting cast, Pablo and Tim and everybody, Raul. And that's one of the reasons the story was interesting that we get to really stand in the, in the front of it and take you through the lives of these women and this crazy thing that happened. And I remember hearing a lot a, a while ago, a few years ago from friends who were casting directors that if they were casting a movie with a female lead, like where the woman was just undeniably the lead, it was very hard to find male actors with any kind of name who mm. were willing to be supporting performers. And I think that that's changing. I think there are so many more female protagonists now and men are willing to take supporting roles which is like yeah you should you know, <laughs> both ways but it's definitely taken a long time you know mm-hmm. thank you guys so much i really appreciate bye. it thank, thank you. you bye hope you enjoyed listening to jessica and melanie and now here's pablo schreiber and timothy simons to talk about their experiences on the set of candy Hi guys. So I'm just going to get right in. I wanted to ask both of you, what drew you into the project of playing, you know, two real characters? And if you 
view or enter the project differently as an actor because you're basing it off real people? Ultimately, it was the material that was that attracted me to it. And I think I can say that for Pablo as well. Like the scripts are so amazing. And Robin, our showrunner, is an incredible writer. And those were so incredible that it was, that's what initially attracts you to it. I, I think we weren't, you know, we're doing a dramatic retelling of a real life story. We're not trying to present it as a documentary or, or, or an answer to this. Act. This is actually what happened. It is just a version of it. And we weren't, didn't have the pressure of having to be like a photorealistic recreation of the real people. It didn't have to be that. It got to be its own separate version of it. So it, it's definitely a different process, but it wasn't like we were trying to recreate the real life thing. Yeah, I think taking the essence of who the people were and and their relationship to the story and and their actions in the story and then making our own choices on why they may have behaved that way or you know why they were maybe led down that road because ultimately, you know, we don't know why they made the choices that they made. So so this is a version of events, not necessarily how it happened. Again, for both of you, what was it like, you know, it's kind of a parallel. You are playing men that I think primarily when you watch it, you assume are the primary storyline, right? But you're kind of like the side storyline in a way, both in real life with the true story that happened and with the fictional story. So what was that like playing that? Because you're playing a piece that takes place in the 80s where men were kind of the primary. Sure. I mean, I think one, one of the things that permeates the tone, because I think tone is so important to this project of this is that it takes place in a time when there were a lot of sort of gender roles and tropes. And both of these couples, I think, have their own versions of those gender roles and tropes. But ultimately, as an actor working on the process, to I was just really incredibly happy to be in service of, of really amazing material. And the fact that the story, you know, was about these two women and and their conflict and, and why it occurred that way, I was happy to be in support of that uh, amazing story. And then probably one of my last questions, what would you tell fans to look forward to? Because I mean, although it's a limited series and there's only five episodes, I mean, it's amazing. And the story is just crazy and you guys are so good in it. So what are you excited for fans to see? What do you want to kind of like tease for them? Because it's coming out soon. I mean, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is just to see the full realization of a very specific time and place in a very specific tone. I think Robin and Michael did a great job establishing the tone in the scripts and through Michael's direction, it gets carried forward. I'm That is sort of what I'm excited about. And I think one of the things that makes it unique is obviously it's very, very salacious events. You know, there's this axe murder that happens in the course of the story and it's taking these very salacious and, and grotesque and awful events and really investigating the psychology behind how it could happen. And our version of that is really investigating the relationships and people that, that were involved in this and, and trying to figure out or at least shed some light on how something as insane as this could have actually happened. Well, thank you guys so much. I have to wrap up, but like I said, you guys are amazing. Congratulations. It's so great. And you guys are fantastic in it. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. 